a Tea Party favorite and a staunch social conservative, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman is rising in the polls. Today, we sit down with her as we continue our series, 2012 One-on-One. -on -One. You have taken off uh, since the New Hampshire debate uh, in a new Iowa poll out today from the Des Moines Register. It shows exactly that. Let's put it up on the screen. In the survey of likely Republican caucus goers, Mitt Romney is first with 23%, but you're right there at 22%, and all the others, as you can see, are far behind. How do you account for it? Why are you suddenly a frontrunner? Well, um, part of it is because I was born in Iowa, and Iowa, I have a distinct advantage there, I think. And also, I think, since the debate, people have paid attention, and they've recognized that I am uh, very serious about what I want to do, because the country's on the wrong track. And my goal is to turn the economy around and have jobs created. People recognize I'm serious. Well, I mean, everybody would say that, both Republican and Democrat. Let's, let's take an example. You and Romney, according to that poll, are out front. What's the choice for Republican voters between Mitt Romney and Michelle Bachman? I think what people know about me is that I do what I say and I say what I mean. I am a fighter for the cause. As long as I've been in Washington, D.C., I have taken that voice of the people who sent me here from Minnesota, from Iowa, a very common sense voice, and it has finally been heard now in the halls of Congress. My goal, Chris, is to take that voice to the White House where it hasn't been heard for a very long time. And I think people recognize that I'm very sincere in what I say, and I will fight, whether it means taking on Washington, even sometimes my own party. I'm happy to do that because we have to turn things around. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That's the voice of Michelle Bachman, and that was an interview she did back in 2012. Boy, how time flies. That's when she was running for president. That's an interaction with Chris Wallace on Fox News, and actually we're going to come back to that particular interaction. But I thought it kind of laid the groundwork for our discussion today with Michelle. Uh, what she said is who she is and has always been. Uh, she has never left the fight. We're going to catch up with her. We recently did that at Pray Vote Stand in Washington, D.C., and we had a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. I want to tell you first a story about a girl named Leisha who found herself in an unplanned pregnancy, and she wasn't sure what she should do. She searched for pregnancy centers and found a pre-born network clinic where she was counseled, supported, and offered a, guess what, free ultrasound. After seeing her baby and hearing the heartbeat, she broke down and cried. She was certain she would keep her baby forever. Leisha ended up giving birth to a baby girl who is now smart, beautiful, and full of life. And often she visits that same clinic and receives free clothes, diapers, and more. And ladies and gentlemen, that's because of your generous contributions to Preborn. If you have not yet made a donation, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Of course, this is Sandy Reels 24-7, and remember, you can call us at 662-821-2040. You can email us at sandy at afr.net. You can listen on any podcast platform. You can go to sandyreels.com and listen, which is really simple. And if you have friends who don't know how to podcast or are uncertain, that's a really easy way to listen. Our home base 
is AFR.net. And of course, you can go and listen there too, whatever your habit and whatever makes it the easiest and most accessible for you. All right, so sit back and relax and enjoy this great interaction with former Congresswoman, former presidential candidate, and lots of present titles, which we will go into, Michelle Bachman on Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. I'm so happy that sitting in front of me is someone I've known for such a long time, and I've watched her like go through so many phases. You know her as former Congressman Michelle Bachman. You know her as the former presidential candidate. You might not know she's on the board of Family Research Council. Um, what, what other moniker have I missed, Michelle? Well, I am the dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University. Oh, I didn't know we that. are tra- our purpose is to train the next generation of godly leaders to take their place in our government and governments around the world. So, uh, that is my full-time day job. I didn't know that. Yes, I also serve on Dr. James Dobson's board. So, I serve on his board. I'm the chairman of Family Research Council board, and I'm also the co-chair of the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast. And we go all over the world and we speak to different nations and leaders about what Genesis 12:3 means how a nation benefits and gets blessed by blessing Israel and also how they get cursed by cursing Israel and it's been incredibly effective and I'm so thankful I'm thankful for you and I also want to say a couple of things that people don't know about you I'll just mention it then I want to talk about something more important well this is important Michelle was a tax attorney, a tax attorney. I always said people would try to make her to be some kind of a, and, and when you were running for president, they would mock you because you're little and, you know, yeah. What, and I, this girl is brilliant. She's brilliant. They don't even have any idea uh, who they are, who they're you're, doing this. You're to. very kind. I, I worked as a civil and criminal federal tax litigation attorney. I, my practice was all in the U.S. tax court. And so that's that's what I did for a number of years. I was a lawyer, but then I got a postdoctorate degree in in federal tax law in the United States. So just States. a lightweight. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I wanted people to know that about you. Oh, or, thank you. Uh, no, the other thing that I want to just touch for a minute before we talk about the issues at hand, uh, I remember so well that you spent time at Labrie. Yes, Labrie, Switzerland. No. You remember that? Yes, I do. And you know nobody else even knows what, unless they're older, they have no idea what we're talking about. So tell us what it was. And Well, many people may have recalled or have heard about Dr. Francis Schaeffer, who was the greatest philosopher of the last half century. And he had a place that he began 
in Labrie, Switzerland. He also had one in Rochester, Minnesota, to speak about biblical worldview and what biblical worldview is. He did a film series called How Shall We Then Live? Very impactful. When I was in college, I saw the film series. It was sponsored on my campus by, I think, InterVarsity. And I saw that, and it completely changed me. I came to the Lord when I was 16, and I was radically saved as a 16-year-old. But it was like my mind got saved. I mean, I don't mean that in the literal sense, but it's like I didn't understand that the Creator God, Jehovah Bara is his name, the Creator God created everything on earth, including sociology, biology, the fine arts, law. He created every subject matter there is. So if he created it, what does he have to say about it? And the Bible has so much to say about that. And so that made sense to me, and it completely reoriented my thinking that I needed to understand and interpret the world through the Bible. And I needed to elevate the Bible in my life so that I knew what God had to say about all these matters. And that changed me forever to look at issues and subjects from a biblical worldview perspective. So my husband and I, we had gotten married, we were 22 years old. When we were 23, my husband's from Switzerland. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yes, and when when we were 23, his grandfather died. We went over to the funeral, and so we wanted to go to Labrie, Switzerland, so that we could see it. So we stayed in Labrie, and we got to meet a number of members of the Schaefer family. And then, interestingly enough, Francis Schaefer had cancer, and he was receiving his treatments at Rochester, Minnesota Mayo Clinic. So we returned to Minnesota. We lived in Winona, Minnesota at the time, very close to Rochester. And so we went over to Rochester, and we also we were at Francis Schaefer's funeral with a family for his funeral because he passed away in Minnesota in Rochester. But he was he was trying to bring people and doctors to the Lord in the hospital in Mayo Clinic and did in fact uh, uh, preach to people but it was really he was one of the most profound thinkers of his age and changed the generation just like a James Dobson was so impactful and a Billy Graham was so impactful in the last half century so too Francis Schaeffer was one of the most profound thinkers of our time and he changed the way a number of people in our generation thought about Christian matters to actually give intellectual thought from a biblical worldview point of view and that's truth that's to think from a truth perspective well Michelle I couldn't I couldn't agree more and I think this is what we do now we you and me and many other people here is integrate scripture with worldview that's what I do but been doing all of my life as you a public have. person you is have. trying to bring God's word to the issues yes you have but that wasn't always the case and I think we had good evangelism in years past but we developed shallow thinkers. Yes. yes. And I, I'm with you. I mean, we're supposed to love God with our heart and our mind, and our mind and our soul. And if you, put, you know, just quote a few scriptures that you memorized and you were so casual about the reasons for your faith, that's the reason the church is falling apart right now, because people have so little understanding of what we're talking about. Well, you're right about that. And that's where the psalmist says, Lord, 
you elevate the word and your name above all else. You exalt your word and your name. And when we fail to, to devote ourselves to the word, to the understanding of the word, when we fail to understand the character and the names of God, who he is, and the power that's in his name, then the church becomes weak. But if we do what the, the Bible tells us to do, focus on his word, focus on his name, the church becomes strong. He unleashes his power. Yes, and then we apply <laughs> Ephesians 3, which says that our purpose as believers is to take the wisdom of God in all of its forms based upon the word through the power of the Holy Spirit, and then we speak that word to the unseen realm. We speak it to the angelic host, and we speak it to the demonic realm both are real and but we're supposed to speak the truth to that realm and i think that one reason why we see that our nation is falling apart we aren't speaking the truth of god to the unseen realm that does have a certain level of power so i'm not trying to be weird just go read um, ephesians 3 what our brother the apostle paul said the power of the word there's nothing more powerful than the Word of God and the names of God. You mean like Jesus did to Satan in the wilderness? Yes, exactly. <laughs> kind of like Ex- that. And they flee. <laughs> and they flee. So let's put some yes. to flee. Yes, I just I was just reading that on the plane coming here. I, I just reminding, and I thought, um, it reminded me that when Paul said, uh, free, what, Lust and it will flee from you. Flee. What is the yes. what's the scripture? I can't even think of it. Yes. But that's a New Testament. Yes. Passage. And then I realized that's what it said in the Old Testament. That's what it Same says words. It, flee it. Exactly. And he'll it, leave you. He'll leave you. That's right. Because resist it. The New Testament stands on the power of the Old Testament. So the Torah today is Rosh Hashanah. Today, today on the biblical calendar is the new year. It's the day when they say Adam and Eve were creative. It's also the Feast of Trumpets today. So today is the day when the Jewish people believe that Messiah will return, that Messiah will come back for his own on the Feast of Trumpets. So this today is the day of the herald of his coming. We're in the 10 holiest days of the year on the biblical calendar from Rosh Hashanah today, the sweet new year, we say Shana. Until Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, which is the Day of Atonement. And we know as believers that Messiah came and sacrificed himself to pay for our sins. He atoned for our sins. He paid for our sins. He did it once and for all. But the point of these 10 days is we're human, we're flesh, we're a, a bag of dust. And so what we need to do is return. So on the biblical calendar, this is what Moses, the prophets, John the Baptist, Jesus, they took 40 days to fast and pray. It was an annual event that they did. And so that's why during these 10 days, the holiest days, we return. We return to the Lord. How do you return to the Lord? You focus on his word and you pray. You fast and you pray. So at Regent, we've been involved in 40 days of prayer and fasting. It's our third year. People, Anybody can join us. You just go to www.regent, R-E-G-E-N-T, regent.edu forward slash 40 days. So you can join us at 10 a.m. Eastern time, or if you want to see the replays, we're regent.edu forward slash 40 days replay. 
And we have over 3,100 people who have signed up from all over the world. And every day we are practicing returning to the Lord by repenting of our sins and focusing on lifting up his name and his word. And it has been powerful. So I, I, I invite anybody to come and join us and watch the replays. Okay, so www.regent.edu uh, forward slash 40 spelled out or 40 the number? 40 the number. Okay. Four zero D-A-Y-S. 40 Re days. Okay. And then just add the word replay. Okay. And then that'll take you to all 30 that we've done so far. And we have 10 more to go. <laughs> well, first, let me just take a minute to remind you that Christian Health Care Ministries is a, a new sponsor. And they are taking or enrollment right now uh, for people who are interested in exploring another way of covering your health care costs. Uh, Christian Health Care Ministries has been in the business longer than anyone, and it's a way of sharing your resources where, you know, what you pay every month goes into a very large pool of resources that helps people who right now are having medical problems and need that help. And then when you have medical problems, the pool is there for you. I know you understand that concept. Maybe you've never thought about doing that, but it could be that your medical insurance has gone up, the premiums are high, you're not getting great coverage. Uh, I just think it's a good time to explore this. That's what I would recommend if you have any questions at all about what's happening with your own coverage right now. chministries.org slash Sandy uh, is the place to go. chministries.org slash Sandy. You can compare prices. They have three different levels. And I want to remind you, you can keep your own doctor or go uh, to the hospital of your choice. Also, they have telemed. Uh, if you, uh, for any kind of situation you might come across, can be handled in that way. It really is a wonderful resource, and that's why so many people are signing up for Christian Healthcare Ministries. I just wanted to make sure that my audience knew about this as well. It's chministries.org. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Ladies and gentlemen, over three millennia ago, our great leader Moses addressed the people of Israel as they were about to enter the Promised Land. He said they would find there two mountains facing one another, Mount Gerizim, the site on which a great blessing would be proclaimed, and Mount Ebal, the site of a great curse. Moses said that the people's fate would be determined by the choice they made between the blessing and the curse. That same choice has echoed down the ages, not just for the people of Israel, but for all humanity. We face such a choice today. It will determine whether we enjoy the blessings of a historic peace of boundless prosperity and hope or suffer the curse of a horrific war of terrorism and despair. That was the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, speaking at the United Nations at the, about the same time uh, that we were in, at the Pray, Vote, Stand Summit in Washington, D.C. And uh, either the day after or the day of uh, our discussion with Michelle Bachman. And that's when we pivoted to Israel. You are 
so involved in Israel. I have been in my my life also because I care a great deal about that, but I haven't been in a long time, and I've seen it go through so many phases. You know, it went through that phase of, uh, well, a lot of phases, but from in my lifetime, uh, totally secular and the Jews really disliking the Christians, especially the evangelicals, just, we were the Christ killers, or we were the, sorry, we were the ones who claimed they were Christ killers and caused Hitler to do the Holocaust. That was the narrative. And they hated us so virulently. And then I, um, well, I won't go into that, but let me just say that I saw, I watched it change myself in trips over there where they realized gradually that Christians are really their best friends. Yes. So now my question is, because I don't know, where are we with that now? Well, I think uh, everyone is different in Israel how they view us evangelicals, but I, I am more concerned about what America's posture toward Israel. And we have gone from being a blessing to Israel during, during about three years ago, we were in a posture of absolute blessing toward Israel. And you saw blessing here in the United States. For the last three years, the United States has engaged in a policy that is not blessing Israel. It is cursing Israel. We have our most anti-Israel policy. As a matter of fact, Prime Minister Netanyahu is here today in is the United really? States. Yes, oh, he in is. the United States. He, <laughs> he is he not, not here that I know of here in this building in Washington, D.C., but he is here to speak because the U.N. week is coming up this coming week. So he is here to speak. But some of the most virulent anti-Semitism and hatred of Israel is happening. I just read today that there is a projector of words onto the UN today on the building that says uh, something about Netanyahu, the crime minister. It's just horrible what's happening. And there's been a, a sense, since the Oslo Accords under pr former President Bill Clinton, Israel has been considered an immoral actor on the world stage. And so people have been taught that Israel's immoral and that the Palestinian Authority is the moral authority. It's even Christians. Even Christians. Yep. And you're talking about people. Israel does not independently attack Palestine. If they are attacked, they defend themselves. But Palestine, the Palestinians, the Arabs, the Arab jihadists, I should say, have been the ones who've been attacking Israel. So it's completely backward. And I think there's great wisdom in when the Bible says we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We don't have to understand everything that's going on, but we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's the only city that God calls us to pray for. And it's because Satan has always wanted to attack Jerusalem. He's always wanted to attack the Jewish people because the blessing and the covenant comes through the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Because in Genesis, God calls Abraham for the purpose of creating a chosen people, a holy nation, and he gives them Genesis 15, 18, the parameters of the land, for the purpose of being a blessing to all nations. We are all blessed when we bless Israel, and we are, we are cursed when we curse Israel. Why is that? Because Messiah came through the jo Jewish people. Mary and Joseph, the lineage all the way back is Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. The apostles were all Jewish. But their eyes were opened 
to the mystery within the Old Testament that God would one day redeem mankind through sending Messiah. Jesus is that Messiah, and he has come into the world to save us from our sins. And so that is the, that is the main event. That is the story. And so, you know, it has ramifications today, Sandy. We just talked a little bit ago about how the church, we started out with Minnesota. (laughs) We started with Minnesota, but it's uh, been like a poison throughout the country. But one of the things that's creeping in, as you well know, it's not creeping, it's there uh, in seminaries and in churches, is the notion that the promises of God to Israel no longer apply. They apply to Christians, not to Jews and not to Israelis or whatever, and that we are really the body. We have, we're the fulfillment and we, you know, so we've taken the place, replacement, theology. I, we can't go into all of that, Michelle, but just a word from you about what you would say, what you do say to people that you meet who hold that position. Well, that viewpoint is not biblical. Just look at the Bible and what the Bible says. God says that forever he has given his promise to the Jew. But again, read Ephesians 2 and 3. The great mystery, Paul says, is the fact that God sent Messiah and he he sent them to the Jews. Some Jews accepted Messiah, some didn't. But the mystery is that then the gospel went forth to the Gentiles. So both Gentile and Jew can be redeemed to God our Father. That is the great mystery. And so Paul was blown away. The Jews never thought the Gentiles had a chance. Even though they were in Old Testament. That's right. It was repeatedly stated that it would be, I forgot exactly the wording, but it was going to be he's going to bless other nations too or they were going to be brought into and so the new testament was built upon the foundation of torah and if we remove the torah the old testament then we get in trouble then we get in this weird theological heresy and that is a that, that is a heresy and a lie to think that the church replaces israel we don't replace we're grafted in if we believe in jesus christ we are grafted in and we receive the promises that were promised to israel but that doesn't mean we replace them we never replace them you know that's the same thinking as the teaching about revelations now and the prophecies same things happening they're being all explained away and i it's interesting michelle what i see in pastors or theologians who embrace this is a lack of passion for jesus a lack of urgency it's just there's they can't fake that they just kind of dulls that's all intellectual to them and intellectually wrong of course so i mean i just think they're yeah to me it is then again loving the Lord by doing what he says. That's really what the bottom line is. Revelation 2.4 says, this is what I have against you, says Jesus to the seven churches and he, and he, uh, in Revelation. And he says, you have lost your first love. What is that first love? It's the love for the word of God, the love for the Torah, the foundation stone, the Tanakh, the Old Testament. So when we go and love the word, and how do we love the word? We read it and we obey it because his thought, we're, we're finite human beings. He's an infinite holy God. And so when we return to the word and we read it and we ask the Lord for the wisdom to understand it, and then we, we take our hearts and we purpose to obey his word, 
That's how you advance the kingdom of God on earth, by obeying God's word, pure and simple. It comes forward. That's what we need to do. And if we put our intellectualism, then that's a form of pride. It's an arrogance. And we need to elevate. That's why we God exalts his word and his name. We, too, should exalt his word and his name. I agree. I have one more thing to ask you, but it's huge. Let me just say, I'm switching subjects just for a minute, because I have talked about this on the air, so my listeners have some background on this. But the World Health Organization now is deeply involved in trying to dictate health emergencies around the globe and to take over the powers in various countries, including ours, about... Um, declaring emergencies and all, for instance, COVID and the protocols and all that. They want to take that over. Just tell us where we are with that, and I'm sure you can expand what I just said. Well, unfortunately, we're very far down the road, and this is, in effect, handing over our U.S. national sovereignty to the United Nations. So whereas Dr. Fauci and Biden made decisions and said mandates that we were forced to get vaccinated or we were forced to lock down or wear masks, now what the Biden administration wants to do is give that power to declare a health care emergency to the U.N., So we wouldn't be able to appeal to Joe Biden or the Supreme Court or even our legislators. Now the power would be at the U.N. level. So then the U.N. would be able to say, America, you have to lock down. America, you have to mask. America, you have to mandate that everyone has a shot. That's essentially global government. When you give that level of power to the United Nations through the World Health Organization, That's global government. So what do they want to do? They want us, Sandy, on our phones to have a QR code that is an individual digital ID. They want us to have a digital passport. So we would have to show if we've been tested or if we've had our shots. And they want to have all of our biometric data. So that is for the purpose of surveilling us and controlling us. It is government control. The Bible talks about global governance, one world government. Now, for the very first time in history, we're seeing that the technology is available and the political will is there, led by Joe Biden, the President of the United States, to put all nations, all 194 nations, under the control of the United Nations. Last weekend, Sandy, the G20 met in India and at the G, those are the 20 largest cu- countries in the world. Those countries issued a proclamation, not of what they intend to do, but that we they are rolling out digital currency, global digital currency. They are rolling out global digital passports for all nations, and they are rolling out the collection of biometric data. In June of 2023, the EU and the WHO, the European Union and the World Health Organization together announced that the European Union is going to be under the control of the World Health Organization. So global governance, it's it's not just going to be somebody in a building in Geneva, Switzerland. Global governance is going to be your phone. You being controlled by a QR code on your phone. You can't gain entrance to a store unless you have a digital passport. You can't travel without a digital passport. So this is already in place, and it's being put in place in Europe. As of June of 2023, 
global governance is in Europe. I was in I Europe. I did not realize that. Yes. No. I was in Europe in July. I was speaking there. And there's a businessman. He sent me a videotape. I can send it to you. And he walks into an Aldi's in London. And there's a poster on the wall. And then it shows he can't. He's barred from even entering oh, the store. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Clip of that. I just yes. see a clip of that. Unless he puts his QR code to even get in the store. But it's all dependent on whether you've been tested for public health and if you have been if you've taken the shots that the the United Nations says that you have to take. So this is being implemented. South Africa was given $8 billion really as a bribe to go into this. So South Africa is going into this global governance. Ethiopia has already announced that they have gone into it. But this announcement was just made last weekend in India by the G20. Well, the United States is the number one nation on earth. So we're the top nation in the G20. And this is being has been pushed from its inception from the Biden administration. So where's the United States going to go? We're going to go completely along with this because that's Joe Biden's will. And not just him. I don't think he's even in charge. It's his administration that is pushing this. This is global governance. So we as believers have to be very awake and know what is going on. But it's already here on earth. And so this needs to be the question for the 2024 election. What about these candidates? Do they believe that the United States should yield our sovereignty to global governance through the World Health Organization, which is the healthcare arm of the United Nations? No, we don't want to go into a beast system, if you will. We don't want to advance that because we know that's evil. We know that one day the Antichrist will be ahead of a one-world government. That's what the Bible says. And so we certainly don't want to be a part of advocating anything like that. Michelle, that's such a, it's very clear and difficult. I want to point out, and this is not an endorsement, but it is, it needs to be repeated. President Trump defunded the World Health Organization. Yes, he did. Pulled us out of it. Yes, he did. And one of the first things that Joe Biden did was reinstate. On day one. Yeah. On the day one of Joe Biden's presidency, he put the United States back into the WHO. The protocol takes one year. President Trump pulled the United States and our funding out of the World Health Organization. It takes one year to effectively withdraw. It doesn't matter if we would have gotten to that one-year date. Joe Biden would have put us back in anyway, but it shows the power of who a candidate is and so now we're in a we're in a very bad place in the United States with the current administration yes we are so thank you Michelle I've, I've really you, taken Sandy. a lot of your time, and I do appreciate it. I think you and I could talk for hours. And then but people need to have uh, hope, though. Yeah. People need to have hope because the thing is, God is bigger than any administration. God is bigger than any government. So we cry out to him for our deliverance. And remember, people were already in captivity with Babylon and with Assyria, and God brought them back. In fact, the Bible says that once my people cry out to me for deliverance, that's when I come back. That's when I rescue. And that's where we need to be, repenting of our sins and crying out to God for his deliverance and salvation. And he will. He is the God who delivers. In the Old Testament, I'm stunned. It just echoes what you just said. I'll just say this, and then we, I promise I'll let you go. It's the story over and over again. His people rebel. They don't only rebel. They adopt other gods, and they blaspheme him, and they hate him, and they don't even care, and they're proud about it. And he brings judgment, and then 
if they repent, as you just said, he relents and restores and blesses. That's who God is. He doesn't happen just once. It happens over and over again. Yes. And that is a good thing to remember, Michelle. I appreciate that reminder. Because his mercies are new every every morning. morning. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, Michelle Bachman, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sandy. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. When you get to preborn, you certainly, any contribution toward providing those ultrasounds is invaluable, but there are other needs that can also be met. And if you have the means, not all of you do, but if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue. In general, during this period of time, 200 babies. To donate, you just go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And make your most generous donation. If you are a regular donor or if you've just given one or two times and you want to give again, of course, that's the way you do it. Preborn.com slash Sandy. Well, the World Health Organization is reviewing their guidelines on wearing masks in public. Now, the new evidence has indicated it may have helped curb the spread in countries like Hong Kong. Now, until now, the World Health Organization has discouraged mask use, but with so much uh, from the WHO, it's hard to know if they can even be trusted anymore. That was Sky News, and that's not a recent report. Uh, But really and truly, as we discussed with Michelle just a few minutes ago, absolutely they're not to be trusted. We've known this for a long time. They're funded by the Chinese. Tudros is a corrupt character who's deeply involved in the Communist Party and Marxist uh, movements. And here we are, funding them again, thanks to Joe Biden. And now they're on the brink of actually taking over the decisions of the world regarding this impending, they hint at constantly, new COVID uh, pandemic. And that's my words. I don't know if they've even used that word, but you know where it's headed. Uh, Bruce, my sweetheart, has joined me this morning. Bruce, do you have any comments on that or your thoughts about that whole business of world, the World Health Organization taking over our health decisions? Why would the freest country, at least so far we're still the freest country in the world, subjugate their ability to govern themselves to a body that has demonstrated itself to be very anti-U.S. Um, it, and it's, what kills you is we fund so much of the WHO and everything they seemingly do works against us. Just like the U.N. It's it very similar to the It's an international body. They hate, they resent, hate. It's never been good for us. Never been good for us. You know, the, the problem, one of the problems with the WHO, if you want, even if you want to put all those things aside, is they are going to issue decisions that affect the entire world. And, you know, we've always been leery of one world government. This is a step towards that. And why I say that is, you know, if there is a, let's take uh, the Sahara Desert, there's a, there's a drought out there and people are dying and the WHO issues an edict that we are going to establish a medical protocol of um, whatever they decide. Well, if you listen to the, the threats they're made or the, the, the 
noise that the WHO is making, whatever restriction or fix that they issue for the Sahara Desert will also be done in the United States. And they will use, what they'll do is they'll use emergencies in other parts of the world to control us. If there's a food shortage somewhere, they'll restrict food in the United States so we can, quote, unquote, be equitable with the countries that are hurting. If there's a water shortage somewhere, they'll tell the U.S., you have to restrict your water use. They will use us as the supply to fix other people's problems while at the same time hindering us. Well, and as a caveat, the icing on the cake, they're not fixing other people's problems. Where they go... Now, look, there may be exceptions to this, but in general, what they do is harmful. And if you don't believe that, think about the COVID protocols, insisting on a whole world get vaccinations. And we know now, I can't quantify it, but we know there have been massive vaccine, vaccine injuries and deaths. And that's because that's, that was, they're controlled by China. It is so perverse. That's why President Trump pulled us out of the World Health Organization immediately after taking office. So uh, that's just that little problem. Bruce, it was so nice to see Michelle, wasn't it? Oh, she's great. She is just a fireball. I, I, I don't know how you put so much energy into such a little person. You know, <laughs> I, I know, it's true. <laughs> and so when she decided to run for president in 2012, back for the 2012 race, just think when Chris Wallace, well, the clip we played early, earlier, she was uh, just one point behind Mitt Romney, and that, that's, that's pretty incredible for that little ball of fire. But here's the thing. This is what happened to her, and I just want to remind people. You know, have you ever heard of the press destroying anyone? Let me think. This is, I don't think, I, and this is really the first time I think, oh, no, I guess not, especially if you're conservative. So Chris Wallace was the one who really jumped in after treating her the way he did on that show with seeming courtesy. He added this. Talking about anti-America members of Congress to, on this show a couple of months ago when you suggested that NATO airstrikes had killed 30, up to 30,000 civilians. Are you a flake? Well, I think that would be insulting to say something like that because I'm a serious person. Um, but I, you understand when I say that, that that's what the, the rap on you is. Really? Bruce. Wow. Was that the rap on her? <laughs> I guess L- only. I guess fed- for Chris Wallace it was. It certainly wasn't for the rest of us, I don't believe. Federal tax litigator from Minnesota, yeah. Michelle Bachman, is a flake. I, I wonder, if, I, bet, I bet she could run circles around. She should have done a numbers game with him yeah. and challenged, you know, okay, I w- if she had been that kind of a person, she could have made him look like a fool. Because I guarantee you Chris Wallace doesn't know tax law and you know, as a thumbnail of what Michelle knows. Anyway. I'd love to know what uh, degree or skill Chris Wallace carries. I'm sure it's not uh, the same as Michelle being a federal tax attorney. And the, the gall of him to ask that question of her. Do you think that Chris Wallace would ask that question of, say, Elizabeth Warren? or Kamala Harris, Hillary or Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. th- he would be out. He would be out of media if he asked that question to those people. But Michelle Bachman, he felt perfectly at ease asking her that question, and that was on Fox. Yes, You have to remember, yes. that was on Fox News. Yeah. That wasn't on one of the ne- other networks. Yeah. 
and there was no ramifications to Chris. It, it blows me away the way uh, Michelle Bachman was treated, and and she's too much of a lady, and and uh, and in her bones she's a follower of Christ. So it's her her, her response is not to hit back to hurt. You know, it's to hit. She she her response is actually very elegant. I think that's a little what she say unkind or well, I forget what she said. Uh, but in that arena, look, I know about that arena. <clears throat> you have to land a punch, and it's hard for those of us who have been taking on the fruits of the spirit and kindness and love for other people, including Chris Wallace and others. Uh, to do that. I had to learn to do that, and I did learn to do that. But to defend yourself, not to defend myself, I don't think I could have done that either. I could defend someone else. I could really, I could really defend someone else viciously, but not myself. So anyway, they they dismissed her, and really, that's what happened to her campaign. And I wanted to just kind of bring it full circle to remind people about that. Well, I just thought you would enjoy that, revisiting that little time with Michelle, and just to hear what she's doing. Like she has not stopped. She hasn't skipped a beat. And so uh, that was a great catch up. And I thought I, I thought it was inspirational. And I hope you did too. Well, you've been listening to Sandy Rios 24-7. Remember, you can call us at 662-821-2040. You can write us at Sandy at AFR.net. You can listen to the podcast on any podcast platform. You can go to SandyRios.com and make it easy. You can go to AFR.net, which is home base. And you can support our sponsors if you enjoy this show. Of course, we wouldn't have sponsors if we didn't think they'd be helpful to you or helpful in some way to somebody like Preborn. It's preborn.com slash Sandy, preborn.com slash Sandy, or chministries.org slash Sandy. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.